Welcome to Prime of Our Lives, a podcast about navigating pop culture and the Korean wave in our 30s. I'm Katie Logan. And I'm Polly Kwok. Hi, Polly. How are you? I could be better, but uh, it is the first week of January after all. Yeah. So it is what it is. My favorite saying of all time. How are you? I am doing better than expected. Today was my first day back at work. Well, my first official day back at work. Um, And I did not really have as many meetings or kind of urgent emails as I thought I would. So you know what? It's all right. It was an okay day. That's good. Did you write down? So today I wrote down 2021 for the first time on paper. So I have been, I mean, I said today was my first day back at work, but I, that was a lie. (laughs) I, um, it is, we do both work in public health and obviously there is still a pandemic going on. So I did actually have to work, um, over the break. And so, yeah, I have, I have been writing 2021 for a few days. I see. It's weird. I like every time I need to like, like mentally be like, don't put a zero. It's a one. Yeah. Yeah. It is I mean, pleasing to move on from 2020. <laughs> Just so many negative 2020 associations, isn't there? So true. Yeah. Yeah. Effie, who's been on our podcast before, so our listeners know her, um, loves numbers. <laughs> and she texted that 2021 is a prime number. So that is like a good thing. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I was going to message her on January 2nd, 2021. Yeah. To be like, does that make it more prime? 2121. Two, I one. don't know. <laughs> Maybe 2021 will also be a prime of our lives awesome year. Oh my gosh. I You know what? I was talking about prime numbers and I didn't even make that connection. <laughs> Love it. Um, something else major happened today that again, listeners of the pod will be expecting. Um, and that is that Park Yong-shik watch has come to a f- an end. Yes. So for those who haven't listened to our many mentions of him, he is one of our mutual favorite act Korean actors. Um, and he's been in the military for the last how many months? Uh, how long is service? Is it, is it 18 months or is it 13 months? I feel like it's one of those two. I feel like every time I read about the months thing, it changes. <laughs> and it's like different for different people. So I can't figure out what it is. It's over a year, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and he's out and there's new photos. Um, new and we've photos. shared the link on our Twitter. If yes. you are very curious about what he looks like. Um, oh, yeah. So I had a fun fact to tell you. I went down... Well, I saw the article we posted on Twitter and then I kind of searched through people's responses to it from the Soompi article. Mm. And turns out he may or may not also be friends from my with my favorite member from GOT7. Really? Which is another Korean boy band. Yeah. So he may be friends with both of my favorite members of two different Korean pop bands. Wow, that says a lot about your vibe. 
Yeah, it's very consistent. <laughs> you have consistent a consistent <laughs> vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if everyone I like in the Korean wave scene are friends with each other, it's it, a very clear vibe. Yeah. Uh, did you see? So I sent Polly a video about what makes BTS so attractive. And it was um, a YouTuber, I guess, who talks about public speaking or something. And one of the things he said was that um, humans love to bond with each other and they also love to watch other people bonding. Yes. And I thought that was so interesting. Um, And he said that's like one of the big appeals of BTS is that you can watch them bonding like and watch them like being friends. And I think that's also why we are really excited when we find out they're friends with each other because it's like, ooh, more bonding. Yeah, that's true. I like didn't even, I think it was, it's so natural to like it without knowing why you like it. But after I watched that video, I totally agree. And he also said, you know, they tend to cry yeah. on screen and actually that makes you empathize with them. Yeah. And it actually makes you feel like you're closer to them. And I think actually upon reflection, because I'm now fully immersed in looking up other boy bands and watching their content. I feel like converse, if you compare BTS with some of the other like boy band interactions, you can like the genuineness of BTS clearly shows. Whereas some of the other bands where it might be a bit forced where they're doing like reality TV or even variety shows, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have that same genuineness. Like it's impossible to replicate in yeah. a forced environment. I mean, <clears throat> for example, Blackpink. Yes, very good example. I tried to watch a Blackpink variety show, and I think I'll create a new corner on our podcast called Variety Show Corner because I love Asian variety shows, but I couldn't finish it. Mm. It was there was just no like obviously they're friends, I think, maybe, but there's just very little chemistry that I'm like, ooh, I want to see more of it. Yeah. So I will try to find the original YouTube video version of that. I found like a clip on Instagram and that's what I sent to Polly. But I'll try to find the full YouTube video um, and we'll share it on our Twitter. Yeah. I'm always fascinated by like body language interpretation Mm -hmm. and like group dynamics and all of that. So Yeah. I mean... Have we surprised anyone by detouring into BTS in the first, like, five minutes of this podcast? No. But one other thing about Park Um, and that is the new, uh, the new pictures. You said they aren't your favorite pictures. No. So, okay, my favorite picture of Park Hyun-sik is from Strong Girl Bong Soon. Yeah. Which is a Korean drama series where... He just looked super handsome in it. Yeah, he did. This, These pictures look more like his pictures from when he did Korean suits. Yes. he His hair is still short. Yeah. Yeah. So in, I guess, in from what I've seen, this is not rom-com hair. Yeah. This is like post-military haircut. Yes. Like waiting to grow out because yeah. usually like Korean actors like always takes a selfie at the salon when they get rom-com hair ready. 
Yeah, I mean, I am of the opinion. I enjoyed the pictures. Like, I think the um, he just looks so good in like a cozy sweater. <laughs> Who doesn't look good in a cozy sweater? I don't know, but he looks particularly good in a cozy sweater. Um, and I like to me, it looks like he is making an effort to grow out the hair to like rom com length. We'll just have to wait and see. Okay, so if you have to have a prediction, I'm going to predict that his first project is not a rom-com. No, you're probably right. He he does seem like he's trying to be like pretty serious. Yeah. I, mean, I think he'll make a cameo in something. Yes, that's how they usually come back, as um, our friend Claudia said on our other episode. Um, yeah, they usually do a cameo. So I look forward to his cameo. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so, and I hope he starts posting on Instagram. Looking forward to lots of content, indeed. So good. Oh, new year, fresh start. Our favorite actors back in the game. So far, 2021 yeah. is looking good. I mean, 2021 for Korean content has been super strong. Yeah. Um, we also watched the SM concert recently. Yes. So SM is one of the big label, K-pop labels in Korea. And they have, a, as you can imagine, a slew of artists that are all very famous and very popular. Mm -hmm. And they did a big concert with all of their artists, pretty much. Yep. Um, what did you think, Katie? So um, people who follow us on Twitter will know I intended to wake up at 5 a.m. <laughs> to watch this concert. Um, Surprising, again, no one. I failed to wake up early enough to watch it all, but I did wake up early enough to catch some of it, um, and then I've watched a few clips, you know, later on. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I mean, I really like SM. I like their vibe. I like their artists. I mean, they're, they kind of have a reputation as, like, one of the higher-pressure agencies so I do feel kind of bad being like oh my god I love SM <laughs> but I do really like a lot of their artists um and I did enjoy the, the parts of the concert that I saw what about you Polly I think I didn't really notice it before and maybe because I only knew BTS back then but now as I listen to more bands and actually figuring out what labels they're from I do notice that labels create a certain kind of artist mm -hmm. and oftentimes if you like one artist you might like another artist too yeah um which i i didn't think that was because obviously in the western music world it might be a thing but the there's so many artists under certain labels that you don't really think about you know oh who's under columbia and who's under sony maybe you do katie i don't well I mean, I think maybe the closest reference, like some of our listeners who aren't familiar with this system would have is like, this is fresh in my mind because I read Jessica Simpson's memoir last year. But if you think about like in the 2000s, when it was like Jive versus other records and like NSYNC and what was it? NSYNC and Britney Spears were on Jive and like you know, there there was a bit of that, like, label-on-label label competition. Mm, yeah. I mean, I I have... So in that same vein, I think I've slowly become a um, fan of JYP, which is another label in Korea, yeah. and their artists. But I think I actually find the concert really opened my eyes to a lot of bands and artists that 
I had heard of but didn't really look into. Yep. Like, for example, Super M, which mm-hmm. is the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> the reference that we used a lot is they're the Avengers of K-pop. Essentially, like, all your all-stars. It's like an all-stars yeah. K-pop group made of, yeah. you know, your top, I guess, individuals from different bands coming together. Like... I actually really enjoyed their performance and now I've been look, listening to their stuff and looking at their content. Um, I also really liked the Super Junior clips. I mean, Super Junior was a huge K-pop band, still is in all of Asia. Um, they're obviously a lot older now compared to your teenage K-pop groups. Yeah. I think if you listen to a K-pop song and you hear some really strong vocals, it's very possible that they're an SM artist. Yeah, right? Like, their vocals are really good. Really good. I think in terms of rap, I think my rap is still, like, BTS is my favorite in terms of the rap. But I think vocally, SM artists are really strong. Like, Super Junior, Super Strong. Um, Baekhyun from EXO, which is, like, also a huge boy band. His vocals are like crazy strong. Yeah, I'm. I was just so impressed with their vocals. I mean, I was it live? No, it wasn't live because um, one of the members of Super M, Taeyong, was there performing, um, and he is currently on hiatus because he has a back issue that has relapsed. Oh no! Well, yeah. I hope he makes a recovery. Just yes. like other K-pop members do. Yeah. Um, so you said that you really enjoyed Super M and Super Junior. Um, was there anyone else? Any other performances you enjoyed? Um, so I know, Katie, you're a huge fan of Kai, mm-hmm. who has released his mixtape. I think his performance was good, but not as good as this one we've seen on YouTube um, from Studio Shoom which yeah. we can share on Twitter. It, that video was just mesmerizing. Yeah. I just I mean, could not stop looking away. And like, I had no idea what he was going to do next, but whatever he was doing was very captivating. And I think he didn't, I mean, it wasn't that vibe at the concert anyway. Yeah. I did um, enjoy that he performed not just, mm, he performed reason. As well. I mean, I was really hoping he would perform your favorite song from the mixtape, but he didn't. <laughs> the other people that I wanted to watch that we haven't mentioned yet are, well, obviously Kai, but the, the other mm. group that I wanted to mention is Espa. Espa is the newest girl group from SM, and I guess Espa doesn't seem to be doing the really like sugary sweet girl group thing. They seem to be doing more of the black pink thing. So they're single. Um, Black Mamba. Yes. The only single they've released so far is Black Mamba. And um, it's really good. I like it. And I think I especially like the choreo. I mean, I would very much appreciate you demonstrating the choreo at some point. And when we say choreo, we mean choreography, like the dance. I um, will never. Yes, I'm interested in learning the dance moves, but I will not be showing those moves to anyone else. (laughs) I need to see more content from them before I decide whether I like them or not. Yeah, we'll wait until, you know, they release a few more singles and and we'll see how it goes. But I do enjoy Black Mamba. If they come to London, would I see them? Why not? (laughs) 
<laughs> At this point, I have high appreciation for K-pop performances generally. Yeah, they'll put on a yeah. good show. Exactly. Yeah. There might be a giant snake. Love Who it. Knows? Love it. <laughs> okay, so the other thing we did for New Year's was together we watched Big Hit's um, New Year's Eve live concert. And Big Hit is the entertainment agency that manages BTS. Of course. Yeah. New Year's Eve. So we actually recorded our live reaction to the end of that concert. And so instead of recapping it for you here, I'm going to insert the audio footage of our live-ish recap. So, Polly, we just finished the Big Hit New Year's Eve live concert. Initial, like, what's your main main reaction? My main reaction is, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> How many songs did BTS play in the Okay, six? okay. So, coming back to my predictions on Twitter, they did, um, obviously, five out of the six songs I thought they were going to do. What are your initial, what's your first come, back, come away? I mean, I am so happy to see Yoongi on stage. I know. This was the only Life Goes On. I mean, because we're still in 2020. Yeah. The only Life Goes On with live Yoongi yeah. in it. Yeah. And it's different. I don't know it how. It's different. <laughs> it's different. It's so nice to see all seven of them on stage. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, I, I don't know how. Well, I know how, but it just changes the dynamic entirely. Yeah. Yeah. They seem happier. They seem more themselves. Yogi looks much happier as well. Yeah. Oh. That was yeah. nice. Overall, it wasn't my favorite BTS performance of the year, that's for sure. But on that note, I mean, were there any other big hit artists who you were surprised by or that you enjoyed that you didn't think you would? I think in hyphen for for a band that's just debuted like very very recently yeah comparing them to other bands that have debuted they've done all they clearly have had super busy schedules because they've done yeah. a lot of stuff but i think they came off less like rookie than i thought they would yeah 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 i mean i don't know if we've talked about it on the pod but i've definitely been texting you my in hype and hype <laughs> Yes. I, yeah, I definitely like them. I like their vibe. I like the couple of singles they've put out. Um, yeah, and I agree. They did not, I mean, they were clearly like the most rookie of the groups who performed tonight, but yeah. they didn't look out of place. But Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have to say I was also impressed by TXT. I mean, yeah. so they in general are not my thing like I don't like the sugary pop songs um, yeah but I mean their first couple songs where they were in the dragon's mouth and like dancing with the harnesses that was yeah. great and they looked great and I enjoyed that um so I mean they're definitely like professionals now aren't they they've really like they're they're an established force in k-pop now I think yeah, I mean, they they won Rookie of the Year, I think, a few years ago. I think you like more of their Puma vibe. Yeah, yeah. Than I their do. Blue Hour vibe. Yeah. <laughs> At least there were no crop tops. No crop tops. 
success. Although Newest had the um, like ventilation in their dress shirts, they had like slashes. Did you see those? No, I did they not. They had like a couple of I'm... them had slashes in the back. One had like slashes down the arm. Yeah. I mean, I I'm not gonna rule out Newest. I'm not ruling out any K-pop band ever. I feel like sometimes you just need to be in the right mood, and then you listen to it, and you're like, I'm really into it. Yeah. Okay. So of all the songs you saw perform today. And obviously, there were very many heartfelt messages. Yeah. But the songs, what was your favorite performance? If you had to choose one. Favorite performance, I think probably whatever TXT's first song was. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. I think yeah. I, that was where I was like, oh, dang. Like, I wasn't expecting that. It was strong. Like, I liked the vibe. And they were really really good like I mean I love BTS obviously um but I don't think they were on it tonight so I'm not going to pick one of their songs as my favorite like I think TXT brought it so I'm going to say their first song I don't know what it was but it was good I think it was Can't You See Me mm. yeah it's you know what I think there was I think there was something wrong with the mics or something a bit off with the BTS performance yeah there were a couple like, moments where I was like no something's gone wrong yeah, I mean, I think they did better on their slower songs. Yeah, because because if something was wrong on the mic, then it's even more noticeable if they're like out of breath and dancing really hard. Like I think "Life Goes On" was the best of yeah their performances. I did find "Make It Right" acoustic quite interesting. Yeah, um, I wasn't sure what to make of it though. Another one where Yoongi was there. <laughs> yeah, I, like yeah. I, maybe they're just like off balance live without Yoongi maybe yeah I think my favorite of the performances was either life goes on for BTS or I, I mean I love a mic drop performance oh yeah that's true I mean obviously they can't do a full BTS concert year-end anyway because Yoongi's not well enough yeah true so oh, I bless think... him. Like, he can clearly move his arm, can't he? But did you see him, like, reach for his mic and he couldn't yes. reach it? <laughs> he, like, touched it and then was like, nope, <laughs> gonna, gonna stick with my other hand. Oh, my God, I love him. Yeah. I mean, he even had, like, a, I don't know, like a background music speech component. Yeah, he did. Which I wasn't expecting and everyone was like, it's so emotional. <laughs> I mean, I think that... We were I mean, that surprised. was a highlight, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think, and like on reflection, I think every single one of us and BTS themselves was surprised by how much we all miss Yoongi. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's um, an integral part of the group. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think overall, overall, I think it was, you know, a lot of people I saw on Twitter were saying, like, it makes sense that you'd have to pay for a concert like this. The... the the camera work and the sets and the technology is is a lot better than some of the other award shows we've been seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think the recent one, the, I think, KBS Song Festival, I mm -hmm. think, that one, some of the camera work was so not good. Really? Yeah. Because uh, obviously the BTS ones are fine because BTS always pre-records. Yeah their own bit so it's not like live live some of the other bands that do live performances with the camera work and the tech it just doesn't seem as seamless or as pro i would say 
Fair. Anyway, I digress. But yeah, overall, a good New Year's Eve live, I would say. Yes. The Twitter action has been fun. It's been very fun having someone tell us what was going on when we didn't know what was going on. So useful. So useful. Our listeners should follow us on Twitter. Yes, we are hyping it up on Twitter now. Yeah, at Prime Lives Pod. Follow us. Cool. Um, should we move on to our next segment, Katie? Let's do it. So we can't really do a New Year's episode without talking about some New Year's resolutions. Yeah, I mean, it just makes sense. And since Prime Goals are such a part of our brand, I feel like that lines up perfectly with New Year's resolutions. Yes. So, um, yeah, we usually set a Prime Goal every week. Um, have you had a think about what your New Year's resolutions are? Yeah, I have been thinking about it a little bit. Um, so, um, at the end of the year last year, I think both you and I in our final podcast of the year last year set a prime goal of being more gentle with ourselves and not setting so a prime goal. And I, I think that just got me thinking a little bit about goal setting and what works for me and what doesn't. And I think what I've found in the past is it sometimes works better for me if I just try to set shorter term goals. So instead of like a new year's resolution or setting goals for a new year, I think I'm going to try to just set more like monthly goals. Okay. Yeah. What about you? I think I've had a lot of things. I've read a lot about New Year's. Obviously, New Year's resolutions is kind of a very hot pop culture topic. Um, I've recently read a New Yorker article about um, New Year's resolutions and how majority of the people, as you can expect, that set them, um, it doesn't work. It doesn't stick. I think there's something... I think it's interesting that I was watching something on... ITV today actually I think with a you know an astrologer you know people who look at star signs and stuff and say oh you know new year the number one is like always good to you know start something and I think there's an association with like a fresh start I think everyone's very hopeful about 2021 makes sense that people want to set goals but actually I'm more of the camp and I I'm I'm I really like the fact that we set goals a lot on the podcast because I think people should set goals when they're mentally prepared to commit to something. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should set it because you feel pressured to because the rest of society is saying you should. Um, and I think I've shared a, another article on our Twitter feed from The Stylist, which I think is around fitness goals. Because I also think like there's this constant idea and pressure, and we kind of covered that in our, I guess, Christmas goal, that we always have to do more. Yeah. And actually, like, for example, as you know, I've done yoga, you know, for a year, every day for a year. And then to think that I have to set more fitness goals seem really unnecessary. And I think we all have to reach a point where, like, sometimes maybe we should just be content with what it is that we, you know, are striving towards. And maybe it's kind of turning our attention to other things. So for me, like, Mm. I'm not going to set any more fitness goals because I feel like I'm already achieving what I want to achieve. But do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like every year, like, or people are like, oh, well, if I ran 5K, now I'm going to do a 10K. Yeah. 
or if I, you know, I'm doing 30 minutes a day, I want to do an hour. It's like, but do you need to do an hour? Is that, you know, is that realistic? Are you not fit enough kind of thing? So I think for me, like, that's why I started when I did the yoga thing. I started not in January. I started in December because I also needed time to get into the habit of it. Yeah. And I find that January is already like super depressing. Yeah. And, you know, to set yourself, it's almost like setting yourself up to fail, to set a really big goal in January and trying to, you know, go back to work and commit to this big, usually fitness goal. Yeah. And it's cold outside and it's dark outside. And now we don't see any of our friends. We don't even see our coworkers. Like, how how is this a good environment to be starting any kind of big resolution you want to commit to? Um, I think, yeah, I think for me, it's always about, you know, starting something small that's achievable. But I think there's the other part, I think, is that with New Year's resolutions, in some ways, I also want to challenge our listeners to set really big goals, like not mm. goals, like really big as in like impossible, but like long term goals. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we think too small, like, for example, I did the 30 days of yoga last year. I told some of my friends, they're like, that's great. And I was like, I think I'm going to do a year. And the first response I get back is like, you're crazy. (laughs) Like, you're not going to make it to a year. Let's be honest. And I get where they're coming from. But in the same way, it's like, how, how long is a year? Like, if you grow, you know, the average life expectancy is like 80. Yeah. You know, a year is nothing. And actually, most people, if you're learning a language or learning a skill, it takes several years. And same with yoga. Like, I'm not, I'm no expert just because I did it for a year. Yeah. And so why not, like, try and continue it and do it longer? So I think for me this year, it's learning Korean. Oh, oh, I love that. I think I'm going to slowly chip away at it and have that be kind of in my back burner goal. Um, I've kind of set myself a goal to do like one 10 minute Korean lesson a day online Mm -hmm. and then maybe by the end of the year I'll be able to say a few things and learn a bit more and I know I won't be fluent but that's not the point but it's just to be able to have something small that's you know small in mind now but hopefully a larger goal later yeah I think you're really good at um you're really good at routines, it seems to me. Like, you're really good at, inter- like, if you set something up as a goal and integrate it into your routine, you're, you're really good at holding yourself to that. Yeah, and I'm actually shocked at how well I am at doing that. <laughs> Maybe I put a lot of, like, subconsciously a lot of pressure on myself. But I think the other part is I read um, the book Nudge, which I would highly recommend to anyone who needs more books to add in addition to the Katie's book club. Book. <laughs> um, you know, they talk about like, what's the best way to, you know, go to the gym. It's actually to go every day because you don't have to think about it. Like your human mind, if it's like no decision required, it makes life a lot easier. Yeah. So if you're going to do it, if you do it every day, you don't even have to think it. Cause half the time it's like deciding whether to do it or not. Yeah. It's like, oh, should I be doing a yoga session today? Should I do a hit class? But if you have it in your mind that like brushing your teeth, you're going to do it every day anyway. Yeah. Then you take the kind of thought process out of the equation and you just do it. Like Mark Zuckerberg and his outfits. Yeah. 
just wears the same thing every day. You save yourself time and you end up doing it because you yeah. don't think about it anymore. Yeah. So um, I'm happy to announce that Katie, now we, we've said it on Instagram, I mean on Instagram, now we've said it on Twitter and now on the pod, that you will be joining me in yoga this month. Yeah. I, yeah, I think... I mean, I guess listening to what you've been saying, Polly, I think for me, like the thinking that I've done around goal setting at this time of year or at, like <clears throat> at this point in my life is like, I've obviously just moved to another country. I am only working at my current job for one more month. I don't have a plan after that. Um, so I think a lot like maybe what you would normally do for your news resolution, like change your life, learn a language, move, find a new job, anything like that. Like that's all happening for me now anyways. Um, and that resolution or not. Yeah. It's like, it's done. Like I am living in Italy now. Like I must learn Italian. I am quitting my job. So I must find a new job or go back to school. Like those are kind of like outside of my control. Like I made that decision months ago to take yeah. this step. And so like that is happening. So I don't think that I need to put any more pressure on myself <laughs> beyond this pressure. And sorry to anyone who can hear like Italians in the background. <laughs> this is going to be my new reality. I think of podcast recording is uh, being surrounded by uh, Italian yelling. Um, so yeah, I'm, I don't want to put any more pressure on myself in terms of these like big goals or like responsibilities because I'm kind of already in a moment of change um, in my life so I'm not gonna add any more change to that and instead I want to set goals around um, reflecting on practices that make me happy mm. so I think one thing I think I even set it as a prime goal um, last year at some point was to meditate more and I found it really challenging, um, whereas, you know, at this point a year ago, I was meditating more regularly and didn't find it as challenging. So, yeah, I think that's, like, for me, wanting to do a daily yoga practice with you isn't about, like, fitness or flexibility or any anything no. around that. It's about, like, meditation is something that um, makes me happy and that I know is important and that I want to get back to. So... I think it actually helps me if I'm not like putting the pressure on myself, like, oh, beach body 2021. Like when I'm finally yeah. allowed to go back to the beach, I want to look great in a bikini. That's why I'm doing it. It's like, no, because I know that my mental health really suffered last year. And this is something that makes me feel better and like happier. That's why I want to do it. Do you think it's because we've now matured into our 30s? And we now have this different frame of mind. Because I very much remember back in the good old days, yeah. sounding really old now, me and my friends were going to go to Vegas for a trip. And we were all like, okay, Vegas is in two weeks. Let's get our beach body on. And obviously, that like two weeks in is an impossible amount of time to get ready for yeah. a beach body. But we all had our different techniques around what to do. I was like hitting the gym more or whatever and it's like for that reason whereas now I kind of feel like that was silly <laughs> yeah <laughs> like why did I I mean obviously at the time I thought it was a great idea and I'm not saying if you do do that that's a bad idea I just think my goals have shifted and why I do things have shifted 
And at the end of the day, I, I do say this with some of our um, listeners who are doing yoga together with us. Like, if you miss a day, don't give up. Like, no one, no one's perfect. Like, at the end of the day, if you skip a day, who cares? If you can pick it up tomorrow, do it. Yeah. I just think sometimes people think as soon as they screw up or miss a day, they feel like they need to catch up or they feel like it's over. It's like, but that actually is not the mentality you want to have. You just yeah. want to be like, I'm doing my best. You know, you can't be perfect every day. And when you feel like you can do it, then you do it. If you miss it, you miss it. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. Life goes on. Yeah. As BTS says. <laughs> yeah. So I do have a few goals. Okay. Um, and again, they're, they're not really goals. So I'm doing the yoga challenge with you. I always set a reading challenge on Goodreads. Um, so, I mean, but I don't set that to a number that is, I haven't set that to a number that is going to be particularly challenging for me this year. I usually keep it in something attainable. I just like to monitor it on Goodreads. Um, so I, I do set a Goodreads reading challenge. And the other thing that I want to pick back up, and again, it's because I remember it as something that made me happy, and that is bullet journaling. Yes, I remember. Give us, yeah. for those of us, so I know, I mean, obviously I know the whole Dear Diary, but what is bullet journaling? So bullet journaling is kind of like scrapbooking meets keeping a planner. <laughs> um, basically, the idea is, and there's like, there's a, a person who thought of this, and I can't remember his name, um, but yeah, I can try to find it and share it on Twitter. Um, basically, you basically buy a blank journal, a blank notebook, and then you adapt it into the planner or journal or notebook that you need. Um, so there are a bunch of templates you can find online. You can find videos of people showing how they set their bullet journal up and basically you know, if you like a calendar view where you have the whole month um, in squares, you can just draw that in and make the notes that you want. If you like a weekly view with boxes, you can do that. And then if that doesn't work for you, you can change it the next week and have them in columns. Um, you can have, you know, random pages on like notes or goals or... Um, you know, obviously I, I read a lot. So reading journals kind of things. Um, and you just include that all in your blank notebook. Um, and then there's a whole philosophy behind um, like the to-do list system as well. That's part of bullet journaling. But I think a lot of people kind of take it more for that like scrapbook aesthetic vibe. Uh, but for me, I think the thing I liked about it was being able to have all my thoughts in one place and think of things in like a monthly sense so like on my bullet journal that I kept previously I had the month and then I had my goals for the month and then I also kept track of what recipes I made that I really liked so then I knew that I could flip back and be like oh yeah that was a really good recipe that I made that that day and like I don't know it's just kind of nice to have it all in one place yeah, I mean, for the major organization freak in me, that sounds like a genius idea. Yeah, but again, as with all of these things, it takes a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to essentially, I mean, it takes so much planning and yeah. thinking and reflecting. And the other thing I, I've 
recently gotten back into now that I work from home more is the importance of a good pen. Yeah. I don't like I, I've specifically looked up. I mean, I love Muji pens and like I find that I'm more like I like to brainstorm on paper. I like to think on paper. So I find that when I have pens that write better, yep. I feel more inclined to do so. And then I think more on paper and I feel like that helps me think better. Yeah, well. that's what they say about like, um, you know, sometimes buying a new outfit for the gym helps you because you like the clothes that you've bought and so you want to put them on. A hundred percent. That worked yeah. for me. I bought a new pair of trainers just to work out at home yeah. and I put them right in front of the TV and every time I look at them, I go, ooh, maybe I should wear them <laughs> and do a workout. Cute. Okay. So um, share with us what your New Year's goals are on Twitter and let us know what you've got planned um, and let us know if you failed or if you've continued or if you have any goals you want to suggest to us. Yeah, you might have noticed this was our second episode of the week. Uh, we, another, you know, you could call it a New Year's resolution uh, for the prime of our lives pod is that we're going to try putting out two episodes a week and they're going to be a little bit shorter. So look forward to that. Yes. And if there's anything you feel like you really want us to cover, or there is a pop culture prime item that you want us to check out, um, let us know on Twitter and maybe we'll do an episode on whatever it is that you are watching. Love it. All right. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Prime of Our Lives. We'll be back soon with a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. To keep the conversation going, follow us on Twitter at Prime Lives Pod.